Hello and welcome to iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Overbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Leanne Hayes, Web Writer for iPhoneLife.com. And we've got a great show for you today. Uh, Before we get into it though, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Skosh. So Skosh has this great line, what they call Magic Mount. And how it works is it has a little magnetic piece that either fits on the back of your phone, in between the phone and the case, or they actually have a case now that has it too. And when you put that on, what you can do is you, you can magnetically stick your phone to their mounts. And they have a line of case, they have a line of mounts for the home, for the office, for the car. And not only will it position the phone at the perfect angle for life for home office car, but also it'll charge while you do it. So now with wireless charging, you'll be charging your phone, have a position in the correct angle wherever you are. I yearn for one. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually a CES award winner. Um, so make sure you check them out. You can go to skosh.com, or if skosh sounds like a really hard word to spell, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, and we'll link to it. Yep. All right. So we have Leanne here the, today. And Leanne, this is her first podcast. She's the newest member of the iPhone Life team. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. <laughs> so later on in the podcast, we're going to get into this, but Leanne did a phone cleanse. So this is something Leanne and Rayanne, who isn't here right now, uh, did this together. And basically, they didn't use their phone for an entire week. Is that it? That is So correct. that is coming up. But first, let's tell you about iPhone Life tip of the day. Uh, so if you aren't subscribed, make sure you check it out. It's free. And every day, we send you an email telling you how you can use your phone to be more productive or yeah we'll tell you tips and tricks to be more productive with your phone iphonelife.com slash daily tip uh sarah what was your favorite tip from this week it wasn't from this week well what was your favorite tip in life (laughs) (laughs) i really like this tip which is how to save your safari reading list for offline viewing because i don't know about you but i constantly come across articles i want to read but also i'm only just quickly scrolling through my Mm -hmm. phone and i have five minutes so you can save these articles to your reading list by tapping the share icon, which is the little rectangle at the bottom of your screen with a little arrow, and choosing save to reading list, which is a little symbol of eyeglasses. <laughs> but if you want to be able to read them offline later, because um, not everyone has unlimited data and we're not always in places with good service. Um, in Iowa. Can- <laughs> In lots of places, you can go to settings and um, tap Safari, and then near the bottom under reading list, you can toggle on automatically save offline, and then no matter what, you can go back and read those articles when you have time. Very or cool. Or they can just sit there forever, and then you'll delete them once they're not relevant anymore. Yeah, that's what I, I always run into this. Every, like, once a year, I get inspired to use these reading list things, and I'll, like, add a bunch of articles, and then somehow I never make the time to read them, and they sit there forever. That is the trick. I have started just checking out my reading list regularly, which is why I like this tip. Because if you do it regularly, it's amazing you actually keep up with the things you want to read. <laughs> Bonus tip for you. <laughs> Our... Life tip. <laughs> Next up, we have iPhone Life Insider. iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription. Um, it, with it, you get a video tip every day. You get in-depth guide. Uh, this We just this week came out with an iPhone ten guide that's amazing. I don't know about you guys, but I have had a hard time kind of 
figuring out all the cool new things you can do with your iPhone 10. There's a lot of little uh, tricks and f- without the home button, so we walk you through all of it. Uh, and in addition, you get digital subscription to the magazine. And finally, you get to ask Sarah your iPhone-related questions. Sarah, what was an interesting question from this week or, you know, from um, whenever? <laughs> well, we heard from an insider who's going to be um, actually out at sea for nine days. So Whoa. talk about, like, needing to... Offline reading list. <laughs> right. Um, but he wants to take advantage of this time, this downtime, uh, you know, you guess that you have a lot of time if you don't have access to the internet, to uh, reduce his very large photo library by about half. And what he's concerned about is um, what happens when he gets back to Wi-Fi. Like, how can he make sure that um, they are don't just reappear? And so basically, you just have to be signed into iCloud Photo Library and have that set up. And so then when you get back to Wi-Fi and you back your phone up to the cloud, that will make those changes. And then when you open up your Mac, they'll be gone from there too. (laughs) One of the many reasons to have backup set up properly. (laughs) Yes. All right. So make sure you check out iPhone Life Insider, uh, iphonelife.com slash insider. Uh, and let's get into things we learned this week or complaints. Who wants to go first? Um, I have a complaint. Okay. I am not surprised. <laughs> I am the only one prepared for this podcast. That's hey, no, I have a complaint. Actually, I have a learning. Okay. Well, I have I'll a learning as well. My okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I use a lot of different health tracking apps, and it's great, you know, because they all integrate with Apple's health app and share information. Um, so if I use my Apple Watch, it's in the activity app, and it coordinates with the health app. And then I also use my Fitness Pal, among other apps, and so then it gets that information as well. Um, but one thing is I would like some calendar integration. Um, I have an app that tracks some health things, and I would also like to be able to see, and they happen regularly, and I would like to be able to see those things in my actual calendar, mm. but I can't find, I, there's like no integration. There's no apps that integrate your health, with, fitness stuff with the calendar? But you know, I think you need to know, like if you exercise on regular days, you know, or if you get, if you're menstruating on certain days, that can actually make a difference in what you're going to schedule on those days. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so I want to be able to see that stuff, not have to switch back and forth between apps in order to add things to my calendar and not, I mean, like it's happened many times that I've made an appointment and then realized this was the worst time to make that appointment. That makes sense. That sounds like a third party app complaint though, right? Like, cause those, mm, I mean the mail app, uh, it, it is integrated, like when events are scheduled, you know, are come to me in an email, it will suggest in my calendar app that I add them. I want to know why if, you know, if, if certain health things are happening on certain days in a certain app, why it can't be suggested in my calendar app. So I want some sort of like calendar kit, you know, like mm-hmm. that developers can use to integrate the information from their app into Apple's calendar app. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. I can go next because I prepare for podcasts. It's a thing I do. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, we did. I was in Mexico recently, and I took this really cool panoramic shot. And then I went to Facebook 
and I went to upload the photo and I discovered that Facebook has a really cool new feature where it will automatically take panorama shots and it'll turn them into uh, like... 3D videos, so kind of the equivalent of what Facebook does for, it's kind of a little bit AR, where you can turn your phone and it'll pan the whole panorama, but only show you one little bit of it at a time. And it was really cool, and I want to do it more often, so that was a cool discovery. You're like, I knew that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is cool, and you also don't have to turn your phone, because you can sometimes accidentally find yourself turning in circles. You can actually swipe like back and forth along the panel. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. I knew that Facebook had that feature. I didn't know that it would automatically turn photos that I took with Panorama into that. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't know that. Oh, either. okay, good. See, real discoveries happening here. <laughs> Leanne? <laughs> I started using Animojis this week. Ooh, <laughs> are you obsessed now? Uh, kind of. I'm, I'm trying not to overplay my hand with the Animojis, <laughs> but I'm... I just laugh every single time I use them. And so I think that in and of itself is extremely valuable. And instead of sending my roommate a text saying, should I pick up eggs? I can send my roommate a text of a chicken asking if it should pick up eggs. <laughs> really important use cases here, people. Take notes. <laughs> well, but I think that just feeling good and humor, if you can get that much of a laugh out of such a small That's feature, awesome. it's great. Sort of out of proportion like in terms of how enjoyable they are aren't they like yeah. i did not expect that i thought they were really stupid no they're i at <laughs> first i thought it was kind of frivolous but then once i started using them i thought the only thing here that could be wrong is if i overuse this is I, that is it possible to overuse them mm, no it's and not people might get bored of the chicken i have to mix up yeah, you gotta mix it up you gotta mix other it up. other than that i don't think it could be overused <laughs> at all <laughs> All right, I have a bonus question for you, Leanne. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh. Leanne has taken over for Connor writing many of our tips. Uh, Leanne, having been writing the tips now for a while, what is the thing that's kind of surprised you being at iPhone Life, doing the tips in terms of your phone? I think it's a situation of I had no idea how much I didn't know. <laughs> and at first I had a hard time finding tips to write. Mm -hmm. And I thought, they've all been written. There's nothing out there I can write about. And now it seems like somehow something has cracked open and there's there are too many tips to write. And there's, there's, <laughs> there's so much out there and more happening every minute. So I guess I just realized that I'll never know everything about the iPhone, and I'm on a treadmill trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And I think that's actually the most common, one of the most common questions I get when I tell them people who I don't know about my job is, don't you run out of tips? Don't you run out of recommendations? And it's like, if those of you who are subscribed to the Tip of the Day newsletter know, you never do. There's so much, and every year it changes, every month it changes. Uh, for example, I think I've read that the Animojis are coming out with new Animojis, right? They, I, I don't think they have new ones yet. Leanne would know. I, um, but I'm going to look into this right after this podcast <laughs> because now I'm just excited. And there should be more Animojis. I feel like there should be, at bare minimum, one or two reptiles. The reptiles are underrepresented. Yeah, what's up mm. with that? Yeah. Okay, so before we move on with uh, apps and gear recommendations, I wanted to take a minute to catch up on all of our email. We got a lot of emails from you guys. Uh, we've got two episodes worth of emails to catch up on. So first of all, the battery gate. I'm going to call it battery gate because everything needs a gate these days, uh, which was if you were listening to the podcast 
uh, you remember that uh, we were talking two episodes ago about the uh, how Apple came out and admitted that batteries uh, that they were slowing down old phones in order to save battery. So we talked about it. We were a little bit angry, and we asked you guys what you guys thought. And turns out you guys are way more angry than we are. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of people who are really upset about it. I'm going to read a couple of them. First one starts with, I am angry. <laughs> I am angry about the battery revelation and the slowing down of the iPhone. I requested the replacement, and they told me at the store it would take up to four days to get them. I called after two weeks of not hearing from them and was told they had many requests, therefore it was going to take longer, maybe a few weeks. Then I got a call saying it would take up to April before they had them. Also, I noticed that they haven't sent out an update for older phones to roll back the slowing down process. All of this is annoying. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and we got a lot of emails to that same point which is that apple and it makes sense in some ways that apple wasn't prepared for controversy they didn't like mean to cause a controversy so they didn't have like a backlog of a ton of batteries in inventory uh but now they're out of batteries and everybody's angry and wants to switch it and they have to do a software update but that takes time so apple's in a no-win position but they're really not winning on this issue like i'm i'm angry on on behalf of our reader here and we had a lot of people have the same complaint Mm-hmm. All right, number two. I ordered a new battery for my iPhone 6 Plus a couple weeks ago. I had to wait in line at the Apple store with only one salesperson helping. He first had to run diagnostic tests, said I needed one, which I knew. It basically only works on the Mophie battery, which is a good indication. Uh, and actually, that brings up a good point, which is if you have a battery case, will then your phone work quickly again? Do you guys know this? I do not know. But Worth I do know test. leaving your phone in a battery case can be damaging to your battery. Yeah, but it does seem I, – I have a feeling it will because I know it only works when the battery isn't functioning properly. Right. To so that makes sense. Um, uh, and then the battery won't come before March because they had discontinued my model. And this person ended with not happy exclamation mark. Yeah, and we talked about that, that uh, weren't they saying that people with iPhone 6 Pluses might get an upgrade to a new phone, but it doesn't sound like that's necessarily yeah. happening. Yeah, it sounds like the, if you, they don't have a battery for you, it sounds like they're just not being very helpful. <laughs> so Apple definitely needs to be, I mean, they need to be better handling the situation. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. How did they not know people would be upset about this and want to replace their batteries, though? I'm did no I one anticipate I, this? I don't know. I mean, they weren't exactly forthcoming. It was a third party who found this out. Yeah, but then, then they, they went on and confirmed it. So they shouldn't... At that point, they probably knew. But at that point, it was probably too late. Like, I, it wasn't like a timed announcement they had. Somebody else brought it up and they right. had to deal with it. And I think it was, if they had denied it or whatever, I think that would have been worse for them. I think yeah. the only thing they really yeah. could do to make it not quite as bad. I agree. Okay, moving on to the HomePod. So last episode we talked about the HomePod. Sarah and I have pre-ordered the HomePod. Leanne, are you are you getting a HomePod? Not yet. I'm still <laughs> learning the iPhone 10, so the HomePod will have to be my next evolutionary step. Okay. <laughs> so mine comes on February 9th. I'm very excited. Uh, we asked you guys what you guys think. We got a great uh, answer here. Interesting comment on the podcast. Uh, I was going to buy the HomePod when it was due out last December. When it 
was differed, I bought, oh, when it was delayed, I bought an Amazon Echo Plus. The Echo Plus cost around $170, which is half the price of the HomePod and has built-in quote-unquote bridge. The Echo Plus sounds quite good to me and works well with Spotify. I am not an audiophile, but it sounds better than my Logitech Bluetooth speaker. There are quote-unquote skills for for many devices like Philips Hughes, Lite, Logitech Harmony Remote, TV, air conditioning, thermostat switches, locks, etc., etc., Amazon reportedly has 5,000 staff working on expanding the skill base. Amazon has opened up the ability to add skills to developers, so I suspect Apple will have difficulty catching up. Alexa is is great to use and can do a variety of things out of the box, including make phone calls. Now, I struggle to make phone calls with Alexa, and I don't think it works with the iPhone particularly well. I know you can do it but I don't think it's easy. Sorry, this is me interjecting. Uh, Order Uber, shopping lists, appointments, and to-do lists. I can't ask it who is playing the trumpet in a particular Spotify track. That would be a lot. But then again, I'm not an audiophile. Alexa is integrated with Wikipedia, so one can ask her to tell you about particular topics. I agree voice is the new UI. Much has been said about security. When I am not using Lexa, I turn the microphone off, which is a good practice, and the top goes red. Apparently, Amazon only listens to the word Alexa and only can do this on the microphone. Do you guys know if that's true? I'd heard they listen the whole time. Yeah, I've heard that it's always on, but I haven't looked into that recently at all. The, the paranoid side of me is wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't want to be too much of a conspiracy yeah. theorist. But. <laughs> <laughs> I have little interest in Apple Music as, of, as most of my music is in iTunes. Uh, my playlists work well on Apple TV. Spotify is a great supplement and also works with CarPlay. I look forward to your review, but I don't need to spend $349 for a speaker that is behind the competition. Honestly, when I read it, it's like he really succinctly summed up all of my concerns about HomePod. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's a really compelling argument. Um, I will say that I haven't had the best experience with my Amazon Echo Dot. Uh, It just, not that it doesn't work, it's just that it wasn't particularly easy to set up. Some of the skills, because of third-party skills, don't integrate as well as I want them to. Uh, and it just isn't as integrated with my iPhone as I wanted. Um, so I am s- still excited about the HomePod despite this review. But honestly, I think if you're not just an early adopter who wants to check out cool new technology, if you're not really invested in uh, your Apple ecosystem, this is not probably the right platform for you. I think Amazon Echo is definitely ahead. What do you guys think? Yeah, and Google Home. And Google Home, yeah. It's going to be up to you, too, to write the article <laughs> and compare and contrast. And another thing is, um, I mean, the HomePod could only be used with iPhones, and not every household only has iPhones, which I think is a deterrent for people to buy it because everyone's going to want to use a smart speaker in their home if there is one. In general, that it's an area that smart, smart speakers struggle with, even Amazon and um, Google, which is uh, a speaker is a central item in a house which a lot of people want to use. And so navigating whose account things are tied to is really tricky. Uh, it gets more tricky if a phone only works with an iPhone. But I don't know that you're really syncing multiple phones to a HomePod or an Echo anyway, are you? 
you know, we're going to have to find out. Yeah. So we will have more on this after February 9th. We're, we're going to do a podcast right after we get ours to give our experiences. So stay tuned on that. Um, before we get into talking to Leanne about her phone fast, uh, we have apps and gear recommendations. Um, Sarah, what do you got? I am so excited. Uh Ooh, I just realized, well, I think I can show these because they're already on their website. It just occurred to me they might be, they've been announced. So I just got the uh, Jabra Elite 65T, um, which is Jabra's newest, uh, one of their two newest additions to their Elite True Wireless earbud lines. Hmm. And um, originally they had the Jabra Elite Sport, which I have been using and I love. I use it as well. Um, and, but you know, these are pretty expensive for earbuds, although the price has gone down and, um, and they have a lot of features that a lot of people don't need. You can do a lot of like tracking of different biometric they have things. Heart rate monitor, for example. Right. And, and they're waterproof and they have a three year warranty, um, against like dust and, um, like they have an IP67 rating, so they're waterproof and pretty rugged. Um, and then these ones are, you know, just for people, they, they are uh, sweat, you know, water resistant and dust resistant. Um, but in place of having, say, the, the, all the sport tracking things, it's basically, it's got a really good microphone. It's got Siri integration. I actually find the controls a little easier to use, although they're not really too different from the sports. And then there's a sort of in-between one, which will be available, I think, in April. Um, these ones, I think, are already available at Best Buy, um, which is the Elite Active 65T, which is kind of, it has like an accelerometer, so you can do some sport tracking. It's a little more water resistant than this one. Like this is an IP55, I think, and, and the Active is an IP56 uh, rating. Um, but it, you don't have to pay for like the waterproof and all the extra sports tracking. So you benefit also by having better battery life. Mm-hmm. So I like that they kind of acknowledge that not everyone needs like such a like <laughs> tracking intense, <laughs> like waterproof um, earbuds. Um, and so people don't have to pay for that. Um, I also just find that they fit so well in my ears mm-hmm. and the sound is fantastic. And the, the main thing I love about them is that they're very reliable. Bluetooth earbuds is a new field. The, the truly wireless ones where you have two different earbuds, a lot of companies have a hard time getting them to sync with your phone and getting them to sync with each other and having it all just function easily. And Jabra, for whatever reason, has managed to pull that off really well. Right. Every once in a while, I, they will sort of unsync the two earbuds. And I should pull them out because we are on camera and some people will be able to see them. But I find they rarely do it. And yeah. um, and I sometimes, I've had trouble syncing them to more than one device, but you can sync them, I think, up to eight devices. Um, so it, it definitely is worth playing around with. So, um, this They're pretty is, little. Yeah. And so <laughs> just like... By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can always check out the video at iphonelife.com slash podcast. We have videos of every podcast. And in the iTunes app, we actually have a video and audio version of the app to download. So make sure if you do want to see how little earbuds are, you can check it out. <laughs> uh, and I, I definitely agree with Sarah. I think I love the Jabra Elite Sports. 
there, I think, $250? $219.99. 219 okay. $169.99 for the Elite 65T, and I think it's $189.99 for the Elite Active 65T. Yeah, so the Elite Sport, to me, I loved them because they were headphones that were small, they were reliable, good sound quality. I didn't use all the extra features that... Right. bumped them from the 189 new ones that they have to the 219 and so the fact that they filled out their range for people who want to use them for headphones but not for working out people want to work them out but don't need all the sensors and the like the premium premium ones i think that's really nice because they're great earbuds and they have a, a nice line now yeah. and i like that these uh the elite 65t and active 65t have like better microphones you can actually like make and take calls Mm -hmm. um, and talk to Siri. I don't find that the sport, I actually don't know about their microphones, but I don't find that I can really like, I don't know that they even really have, they do have microphones, but they don't really work well for calls. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Leanne, how about you? Do you have uh, an app or gear? Uh, my app that I really have been enjoying the past couple weeks is Sleep Genius. So I wrote an app Saturday about that. If you want to read the full long version. <laughs> and we'll, we can link to that if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. Yeah, but I'm unfortunately, uh, I've had chronic insomnia for the last few years. Mm. So this app actually helped. And I still have the rough night here and there, but it has a lot of different features that help you set your ideal bedtime, help you fall asleep, help you wake up gently. And how, how does it help you fall asleep? Well, it has, they say it's used by NASA astronauts oh. and scientists. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, they, they had a collaboration of sleep scientists, musicians, and they have a selection of tracks that you can play that soothe you to sleep. And it's supposed to sort of help develop a new neural pathway, I suppose, to get you relaxing at bedtime and mm. sort of just training your body to fall asleep and I, I don't know. At first, I was very skeptical, mm -hmm. but it, it has worked. So that's okay. cool. So yeah. yeah, if you found it effective, that's a great mm -hmm. testimonial. And is it free? Does it cost money? It is four ninety nine. Okay, but that's yeah. so it's not a monthly subscription. Mm -mm. So no, you just that's buy not the bad. App. Okay, mm -hmm. great. A night's worth of sleep is definitely worth five dollars. Yes, uh, <laughs> definitely. I was spending... especially one <laughs> one time fee for hopefully more than one night's worth of sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So Leanne, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us, what, what was the experiment? Uh, this was proposed at, at one of our meetings that we should do mm -hmm. an iPhone fast for the new year. And mm -hmm. some people, Sarah, <laughs> immediately said, I, no, I'm not I immediately that. said, yes, I am definitely doing that. And then I got a lot of calendar invites and emails telling me that I should do it. And then I, I, di I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I specifically did not want to do it, and maybe I'll share my reasons. Yes, but, <laughs> but okay. So I'm assuming you used your phone at work for work-related things? Mm -hmm. For my, uh, as David mentioned, I'm writing tips of the day, so I need to take screenshots on my phone to be able to show everybody how to do different different tips and tricks on your <laughs> iPhone, so I still did that. Did you, But you didn't use your phone for texting or phone calls? No, I did use my phone for texting and phone calls. So that's why I would call this a phone diet, maybe, rather than a phone fast. At first I said, I'm only going to use my phone as though it were the old-fashioned rotary phone. I'm mm -hmm. only going to take mm -hmm. and, and send calls, and that's it. And then, of course, work stuff, that's it. And then the very first day I realized... 
I didn't tell the people who give my children child care <laughs> that I won't be taking texts. Yeah. Or the people who give my children rides to and from school. Oops, that's that's pretty big. And then also because I have child care trades and friends and teachers and all these different people who are taking care of my kids i really didn't want to inconvenience them by saying Mm -hmm. now you can't text me all week you have to call me Mm -hmm. so i just decided to try not to be obnoxious with that so Uh i still took texts that were related to my kids okay which turns out to be the majority of my texting life (laughs) (laughs) and what was your takeaways from having to not use your phone for other activities um I realized that I I don't really think I have an iPhone problem. I think I have a Facebook problem. Mm. So I really enjoyed not scrolling through Facebook at all during the week. The first day I had a little bit of, oh, I might be missing out on something. But then after that first day, I thought, this is fantastic. (laughs) And um, I... I cleaned my whole house over the weekend. Oh, wow. Rearranged furniture and rearranged my pantry. Good Lord, I had no idea how much time I was spending on Facebook. (laughs) And, uh, but then I did miss some things too. Okay, what'd you miss? Well, uh, I really missed Audible. Mm. I like, I like uh, when I'm just um, walking my dogs or doing some sort of mundane chores around the house. I really love being able to listen to a novel since Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of time to just sit and read. Mm-hmm. And I just went on the computer and played some books on tape anyway. It's not books on tape anymore. <laughs> I, I know, books it's on Audible tape books. But anyway, I did wind up listening to the same amount of books, just not on my iPhone. I see, I see. So, so you was, found a workaround. Yeah, but it was less convenient. You know, I'm not going to really take my, my entire computer mm-hmm. out when I'm walking the dogs or something. So I thought, you know, that's something that really is a valuable thing that I really enjoy in my life that I missed. And then also, uh, I didn't use my Sleep Genius app all week. And so that was, uh, I I was worried, but I think that I've been using it for long enough that I have sort of trained myself into Mm -hmm. better sleep habits. Mm -hmm. So I was actually pretty much okay, except for one night. And anything else you missed? Um... Well, uh, my daughter had a birthday party on Saturday, so I couldn't use my camera on my oh. phone to take photos, but my roommate took photos, okay. so it was okay. <laughs> uh, and after, uh, are, are you done with the cleanse now, the, the diet? <laughs> the phone diet. Has it changed your phone usage habits or patterns afterwards? I have been, there, there was one night where I immediately went back to my habit of scrolling through my Facebook feed, even mm-hmm. though I knew that... I was better off without it. So it's kind of like a bad relationship that you go back to, but I think I'm going to delete the Facebook app off my iPhone. Okay, so it made a big difference. Mm -hmm. Sarah, you said you didn't do it deliberately. Why not? Well, last year I did do, we did a different version of it. Um, And I actually found it made my life worse. Mm. Um, I mean, like getting off social media is, you know, I'm not going to dispute. That's like a great idea. It makes your life better. But I use my phone in so many ways that make my life better. I, I, you know, I track my fitness, which I am very, like, easily pleased. And so getting little badges and stars, like, inspires <laughs> me to work out. And having other people <laughs> like my workouts inspires me. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I bank with my mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. And if I had to, like, log into a computer, that, you know, that's really not actually that convenient. And... I, you know, I track several other health things and I do my taxes even on my phone. Mm. I also have children. I have um, 
a significant other who lives a fair distance away so we don't get to see each other in person that often. So our phones are our primary way of conducting our relationship the rest of the time. And so I felt like like it actually, the last time we did it, it had a negative effect on my life. Interesting. See, I feel like the last time we did it, what we did last time, by the way, is we took the apps that are, you know, kind of considered more addictive, like social media apps, and we put them away into folders so they weren't Mm. available on our home screen. We turned off the little red icons that told us we had notifications or that told us we had missed, you know, things going on in our apps, and we turned off notifications from social media, right? Is that what we got? Mm -hmm. I found that that one actually I really enjoyed and I kept uh for the most part I turned back on Instagram notifications actually but Facebook notifications I turned off I have all both of those apps are hidden from me so I can't <laughs> just absentmindedly open them on my home screen uh I liked that because I definitely have I agree that like that's the part of my phone that feels like a crutch in not a good way that right. I can just absentmindedly open my phone be on social media and not even notice it and then suddenly, like, and it's at times when I don't want to be. I want to be more present. So right. that I liked. I mean, I think for me, like, one, I am very particular about which apps can send me notifications anyway. Mm-hmm. And so Slack can during work hours. The Messages app can. I can get phone calls. And that's it. Okay. So, so you I, you kind of. I've never let Facebook send me notifications. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Good call. <laughs> but, you know, and. But I think I had already gotten to a point where I feel like my Facebooking is actually not out of control anymore. And I'll tell you what I did. Um, first of all, I really felt like social media was having a very bad effect on my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I actually um, decided I just deactivated my face account, Facebook account for it probably didn't last more than a couple weeks. Um, but when I got back on, I basically deleted or unfollowed Everyone I knew who posted a lot of like political things or, you know, I just basically I kept the people. I didn't unfriend a lot of people. I stopped following pages that weren't, you know, I only have I follow friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't follow any like other pages except for grammar ones because that's something I enjoy. (laughs) It's important. (laughs) It is. It's very important. And and so I just I just follow friends and family and, you know, and they don't post that often. So there's not a lot. I basically made Facebook really boring. Mm-hmm. So it's not rewarding to open it up and scroll through it. I don't need to do it like even more than once a day. And I could probably get away with just doing it once a week. Like, and um, and I, I found that that helped. Mm. Like deactivating my account for a couple of weeks really kind of broke that habit. And then just making it unrewarding to go on Facebook um, really helped. Mm. Uh, for me, the main reason I decided not to do it this year is because I had just recently come back from Mexico where we had really, really slow internet in the house. And then whenever we left the house, uh, most of the time we didn't have reception and I couldn't use my phone. So I had just kind of gone through a week of this and I was like perpetually frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't really want to do it to myself again. And, and it was similar to kind of Leanne's experience where there's some good, uh, there's some using my phone in ways that are kind of more just uh, don't allow me to be as present as I want to be. But there's a lot that I do every day that 
really enhances my life mm-hmm. by having my phone. Um, main ones being I listen to either podcasts or music throughout the day, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Having my camera, having access to uh, my calendar, and then oh, of course being the able to like a huge one. yeah, and being able to send messages, uh, stay in touch with people throughout the day. Guys, I'm falling off my chair. Oh, there we go. <laughs> all, <the way> <laughs> all right, back on. Sorry, We're ready. We're I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs> um, so that's. The main reason I decided not to do it, I think it is a good idea to sometimes, at the very least, be conscious of your phone usage and ways you could change it to be more, to get the advantages of it while not necessarily having the disadvantages. And that's different for each person based on their usage. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't ready to go full cold turkey. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that this actually illustrates a really important point, which is there's a tendency, especially when talking about devices for children, but even for adults, to feel like technology is bad and we are bad for relying on it. And But when you really look at it, it, it depends so much on how you use it. Like I've really like, uh, I put a few games back on when I was traveling to CES, but other than that, I really don't have games on my phone and I don't use a lot of social media. And so I find my phone is generally a very positive thing. And so I, I think that you know, like this whole idea that we should just step away from our phones all the time is, is really not nuanced enough. You, It's it's a lot more complicated. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot more positive benefits to our phones. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Uh, I forget the lady's name, but she has a whole book about minimizing your possessions. And she says, hold the item and decide oh. if it brings you joy. Marie uh, Kondo? Marie Kondo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I started rolling up my t-shirts how she does. And actually, yeah, that is nice. But but as far as the whole minimalism movement, I looked at my bookshelf. I looked through every single one of my books and I said, no way, Marie I mean, it's it's not happening. I love all my books. They all bring me joy. So I think right. this idea that minimal is best is, is not true for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And the technology is damaging. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, if you guys are listening to this, you read iPhone Life, of course, I can't imagine you all are sitting out there thinking technology is damaging. We obviously don't think that. Uh, but it certainly was interesting to take it, take your phone away and then see how you react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to turn this into our question of the week. Uh, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want the question to be, is your phone damaging to you? Because I don't think the answer will be yes for you guys. But do you have negative habits with your phone that you could live without? And if so, what are they? Uh, and if anybody is inspired to do a phone fast for a week, also let us know. Or a phone diet. Phone <laughs> diet. You can do a diet. You can make up your own rules. Uh, podcast at iPhoneLife.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right. I think that does it. Back to work. Thanks to, thanks for joining us, Leanne. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Leanne.